We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Well, here we go. Welcome back to another audio adventure on Insight. I'm Chris Van Vliet. Thank you so much for coming back each and every episode. And if it does happen to be your first time here, thank you so much for being here. That's amazing. I hope you stick around and check out some of the other conversations that we have in our back catalog of 250 episodes. Yeah, this is episode 250 right now. Amazing. If you're not already subscribed, take a second right now to click subscribe or follow on whatever platform it is that you're listening on right now. The last time we saw Ivelisse in the ring was back in February when she wrestled a match on AEW Dark. Then a few months later in April, she went on Twitter to say that she'd been released from AEW. And we really haven't heard much from her since then. So there's a lot to get into with this conversation, not just with the AEW situation and Thunder Rosa, although we, you know, we do talk about that, but just about who Ivelisse is as a person, because I feel like she's really misunderstood. And hopefully this interview can shine some light on who the actual Ivelisse is, not the character that you see in the ring. And I really appreciate her trusting me with this interview and for opening up about so many different things during this. If you're not following her on Instagram, you can do that. She's at Ivelisse Velez. On Twitter, she's at Real Ivelisse. And you can find me. It's just at Chris Van Vliet. Let's dive right into it. Please welcome to Insight, Ivelisse. Well, here we go. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing right great. Away. I like I like that you matched your hoodie to the color of your hair. Oh, yeah. Red, red. All everything red. <laughs> Is your entire closet just full of red clothes? No, no. But um, it, it's a lot. It's very predominant. <laughs> what was the last time you had a hair color that was not red, by the way? Uh, probably like two years ago was the ish was the let uh when i had it brown and then even before that i was like brown for a little bit and before that was like around another two three ish years with the red yeah <laughs> but you're 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 sold on red we're gonna it's gonna be red for a no, long I time am. here yeah no, it was it was first blonde uh because i'm technically a uh a, a strawberry blonde that's my color that i was born with which is rare for a puerto rican but anyway yeah. Uh, and then it was blonde, and then I wanted to change it to brown when I was in WWE. They didn't want me. They said they said that I would look too Hispanic if I dyed my hair brown. <laughs> the first time I ever heard that. Um, but um, after I was released, then I was like, all right, here I go. And then brown, and I like, I do, I actually do like the color brown a lot. But my whole life, I always like felt like, man, I want to go red. But once I got past the courage to go brown, then I was. I passed on to the ultimate courage of going red. And now I'm like trying to keep it red as long as I possibly can. <laughs> well, no, com no complaints from any of your fans. I can assure you of that. <laughs> How have these last few months been for you? We haven't heard from you in, in a while. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of uh, purposely done it like that way, even though before I never really did a lot of interviews. Um, Cause I, I'm, I'm like, 
so more invested in just like the pure performance aspect of of pro wrestling um that uh for me these past months have been really difficult uh to process uh emotionally mentally in every way shape form um more more importantly because of what happened a couple of months ago um with the release and whatever everything surrounding it and even like before just the combination of a lot of things even like before uh being signed with AEW like I had uh, a fire where I lost everything that I worked for against all odds and like um and then it was right before actually during it was actually during uh I think it was uh actually it was right before the dynamite match um and then after that happened it continued into the tournament the tag team tournament and all that all that was happening it was just all of it and then it was just like non-stop non-stop everything kind of accumulating dealing with everything um on how that affected my my household how that affected um having my puppy that i had just gotten uh, everything going like of, like you know with the stress of like dealing with everything that was going on inside AEW with we already know the person I have I have already mentioned this before just everything all together it was a uh, like a, a a big culmination of that once the release happened and then of course the cherry on top all the madness from online Twitter cesspool um so mentally and emotionally and spiritually and every, any kind of illy department of my existence I it was a uh, a uh, massive putting everything possible to process it in a healthy way to still manage to keep moving forward and 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 get back everything i've lost and just like just everything um so that's the main reason why i felt compelled to stay away more so than than ever <laughs> uh from interviews to kind of maintain my mental stamina enough to keep pushing forward <laughs> well and all of this is compounded by the time that we're living in right now the last yeah. you know 20-ish months with COVID-19 has changed everything yep yes so how how have you been processing everything that's been going on um it's a it's been a pretty pretty crazy um but uh I've, i i i myself i don't even know how like i've done it but i mean it's something that i've been doing since since i was a teenager when i went off on my own and you know trying to uh <clears throat> move to the states with nothing start from scratch like i've that's something that i've been doing for my whole life like learning to start from literally ground zero uh i've done many times so i guess that helps me kind of cope or kind of you know kind of second nature type at least to a degree <laughs> uh but it's been incredibly difficult um but thankfully it's kind of like why i say why i always say whenever when I, whenever anyone has asked me how i'm doing or anything like that just riding them waves riding them waves <laughs> Riding the waves till they're smooth sailing. There, there will be more waves eventually, but just riding the waves until, you know, until it's just that much easier. Well, I imagine wrestling for most of your life has been the escape from all of yep. this. Exactly. And yeah. there hasn't been a ton of wrestling over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but again, and that part, because, you know, uh, the pandemic, right, it keeps you away from being what you, what you love. But thankfully, you know, even though with everything that's been going on, all the negativity and, and the pandemic as well, thank God I've still had enough bookings and enough, like, things going on that, uh, that have kept me afloat, <laughs> um, thankfully. And, uh, man, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Just riding them waves. That's what you're doing. Riding them waves. <laughs> riding them waves. It just seems like, I guess what's happened recently, but throughout a lot of your career, it just seems like you're kind of misunderstood. Do you, do you also feel like people don't understand who you are at your core? Yeah. Like, and I know, I, and yes, definitely. Um, the only thing is that again, because I'm, I'm, I'm the type 
of person that I come from nothing and literally like I'm a female I have so many like components against me like in my journey towards success in my journey towards achieving things and, and stuff like that that um it it like it doesn't even give me the time to even be able to explain myself to be even better be un like to be understood better or anything like that just because like i'm in hustle mode my entire life i've been in hustle mode so i don't even have a chance to even like you know try to uh, uh fix and misunderstand you know it's some you know things like that and it's just like that's a number one and number two again all the factors like again i'm a female there's still a lot of progress to be to like to happen in the world in general when it comes to sexism that's like the biggest number one i feel one of the biggest number one issues that is very far behind um and being a female in a predominantly male uh dominated business like it's still i feel there's still so 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 much to go um so i feel like that's a number one big component towards that misunderstanding at least in the major uh part of it which is the pro wrestling um Number two, being a minority. There's a lot of things about who I am and my identity that a lot of people won't understand. And I and that that is kind of what helps me a little bit not take it so personally or not take it so like where it affects me so much that I can't cope or something, you know, or something like that. But um I just keep pushing to fight for all that I stand for. Yeah, do you, you know? do you feel like for you, it's constantly an uphill battle because of some of the things that you listed, you know, because you're a woman in this industry, because you're a minority being from Puerto Rico, do you feel like you're constantly fighting this battle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and again, even that itself is misunderstood as well. Hmm. Uh, in many ways, like, uh, it could be perceived in many different ways, like that I'm a problem or that I this or that or whatever which I, again, I don't even have the time to even try to fix that perception or misunderstanding, whoever, or however it is, because I got to keep hustling for my life, for my things, for my people, for my life. Now my dog is like my son. So like, you know, or at least that's how I feel it. Like getting rid of him is not an option for me whatsoever. I mean, to each their own, how they view, you know, their pets or whatever. But to me, it's like, once I have him, he's like my baby, he's my family. So he's also a big reason now for me to keep moving forward. And, you know, like uh, when this massively negative thing happened, um, I, uh, I, I'm going to admit that I would say that it's, like throughout my career, my life, I would say it was the one with the most impact on me on a mental, emotional sense. Um, like literally I felt like my entire life was a waste. Like my entire career was a waste pretty much at that point. That's of course, you know, you're affected. That was my mentality, but yeah. what helped me push my, uh, pull myself out of that negative state of mind was realizing that if that, if even if that was the reality, in in a, in a, it would only be in a material sense. It will only be in a wealth sense. And I, you know, like if I have gotten this far, and I, you know, because of whatever reasons or all the reasons, what whatever that would be, that at this point I have not reached the wealth, success, etc. That I feel that I deserve. That's okay. Like I accepted that reality. I am, you know, accepting that reality and be like, that's okay with me because even though, yes, it sucks and, I, and that's what I want. And, you know, it's a big part of motivation, et cetera, et cetera. But at least like to me, like, well, I may not get that, but at the end of the day, I still have all this wealth of knowledge in here. So even if I don't get to get that wealth that I feel I deserve that I've worked for, et cetera, blah, blah, blah then at least I'll do something valuable in a different way. And that's where I feel, okay, so then I'll just try to do everything I humanly possibly can to just keep contributing towards women's wrestling with what I have here that no amount of money in the planet can buy. So like, and at least then I feel like my life wasn't for anything. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, or my career, everything that I've, cause I, again, I've given my entire life to my career. Like that's all I've ever given my invested all my energy and everything to. So that way I don't feel like it was all for nothing. You know what I mean? 
So that's what I'm pouring my heart out now to just in every way I did before, but now even more, because I feel like that will be my legacy. That will be what was worth it. You know? Well, I mean, you've been doing this now coming up on 18 years, which is incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. You've, you spent yeah. more than half your life doing what you're doing, which is amazing. Yeah. How much have you seen it shift? How much has women's wrestling changed over these last 18 years? Well, I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's inevitable to, to say that there's been a lot of progression. There's been a lot of progression. Um, the only thing is, like I mentioned before, that's the only part that's still very far behind. Like the, the treatment towards like towards female veterans, which are such an important part towards propelling all those changes, because technically the changes towards the women's wrestling is like giving more time, giving more like opportunities and like giving more chances to like shine and this and that. So the exposure part, it is where the changes are happening, right. but there's only so much that will do if the other changes all behind, you know, behind like, uh, uh, everything behind that, like in a, not politics sense, but like, Everything behind that, like how you treat females, like uh, how you treat the female veterans that have put in a lot of work as well, like how you value them, how you perceive them, how you perceive the the women in general, like the the, the system you're creating for them in order for these, ch- uh, in order for when they do actually go out there and, and these chances that you're giving them, they cannot get out of the park, etc. So like things like that, that's what's missing. Like the part where they're getting more opportunities, getting more time to shine, getting more exposure, that's there. And that's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, the most important part is the structure behind it in order for it to propel and, and actually, you know, keep moving forward the, the most impactful way possible. And that, again, that falls on that sexism part where a, a massive part of that is not giving the, not the, the right, uh, I would say, credit or the right um, value, I would say, I guess, towards the women who have, uh, who have gone, like, who have gone to bat already, tried through and tested and have uh, that, that female perspective, that female perspective for these, you know, for these things is what's missing. So- and you are only going to get it if you put the female, female that have, gone through it that have experienced the female world in pro wrestling in every sense in every sense and i mean in like the interactions between girls well you know the the system in how girls have you know uh um like just how they are and like the common the common problems in 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 the female world or or like uh or or who's who in wrestling because like 99.9% of the time, if you have a female vet who's been in Indies forever, then that means they've literally quite worked almost everybody in the scene. So they know who's who, or they know how to bring out the best in who, or, you know, et cetera. Like all, all those things um, that you see in the male department is what's missing in, in the female side. So if I'm understanding this, you're saying it's great that women are main eventing WrestleMania. It's great that women are getting more time on TV, but behind the scenes, there's some changes that still need to be made. Yes, definitely. Where do those, where do you think those changes start then? And again, that's what I said, like giving the right, uh, first of all, the credit, you know, and number two, the value in the, and I, and I'm, and when I mean value is like recognizing that value like of all the things I had just mentioned, like when you have a veteran, again, tried, true and tested that has experience already being a female, that female perspective is something that no man in the business will be able to understand, comprehend. And again, and I mean like in every element of like who's who, not just in the ring, outside of the ring, like, you know, just uh, have experience even like, just all those elements, all those elements uh, uh, that you see so easily in the male department, where they they see the, they see the obvious value in the male veterans. Obviously, but it's the same thing. It's just females. So, y- y- giving that 
uh, that value to the the female veterans, especially when there's very few left, <laughs> um, like that will help create an incredible foundation and structure to be able to propel those. So pro- to propel like the the current talent and future talent, um, so that when they do have these uh, when these things are happening. Like, you know, the opportunities happening, like whether it be a pay-per-view or this or that, that, then that will be presented the most impactful way possible because the veterans will be able to help guide the other ones. Well, what, what do you day. think about like what Mickey James is doing as the executive producer in Empower? Is that a step yes. in the right direction? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's one. Yes. Which is why I was very excited uh, when I saw you know, finally a female veteran who has experienced, who has seen it, who has a tried and true tested warrior that knows the inner workings of the entire uh, world of women's wrestling, then it's like, awesome. That yeah. is definitely a step into the right direction. Um, you know, you know that as some, you know, you know that politics will always try to find their way in, in anything. Right. But at the very least, when it's a, when it's a female veteran, that caliber you know what i mean like it's still that much uh of a of a bigger component than than politics i i feel like it will definitely override that uh enough to where that progression that needs to happen will will keep moving forward well as you keep talking about female veterans it's so interesting because i had a conversation with mickey james about this recently and there's like there's real ageism in wrestling when when you're talking about men and women a man whose age begins with a four and we could think about a ton of them who are you know every different organization across the world they're seen as veterans and if there's a woman like mickey james for example whose age begins with a four she's just seen as old and it's just so funny how that's perceived that's that's ridiculous it's it's insane especially when that's the thing. She doesn't even look great. She looks she amazing. She looks great. And she can that's work better thing. than anybody. Yes. That's exactly. That's another thing. That's even crazy. That's even crazier. Um, but yeah, that's also too. That's and that's really sad because uh that like when you have these in, incredibly important components like a female veteran like that, like to the caliber, female veterans in general, like um when you at you know again, and this is male perspective, in a male perspective, and, and also kind of sexism as well, because you see, you see the value of this female veteran, right? And this is, again, in a general sense, if you see the value of this female in general sense, there's no way, shape, or form that you can be like, oh, she's just another number, she's just another one of the girls, like, you know, and then you just treat her like that. That's insane. You have any idea the, the what a missed opportunity, like, what a missed opportunity for both because again, female veterans can, like are such an important tool. That's the thing, such an important tool. Like even if you don't plan on on like making her your biggest, you know, your, your champion and your biggest star, et cetera, blah blah blah. At least recognize the value that she could have towards your division in every sense. Like first of all, the knowledge she already has of of again all the females that she's already probably wrestled um how like how to uh she'll obviously know how uh what are the weaknesses or strengths of those particular people she's wrestled she'll know how to best like you know bring the best out of it or just all those things that a a male vet would do in their world it's like it's very sad that you would not recognize that just because she's a female you know what i mean so that that's i feel like a big major component um that that there needs progression towards and um but uh but again like that's why when when uh mickey james was announced for that and it's like i'm like at least there's something happening so i was like okay that is a, a good relief uh and um i really hope that it keeps going and that dear god that politics doesn't ruin it along the way at some point um which is never 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 ceases to amaze how it just always finds a way again in my almost two decades of wrestling whether it be a small company or a major company it's always like even with lucha underground like at first it was like oh it's gonna be so different and this and that and then somehow along the way like fourth season in it's like oh look at all these things that really happened 
all due to politics, all due to like, everyone always wants to get a piece of the pie. Something starts getting like attention and this and that, and everyone wants to get a piece of pie, everyone gets gets in, and then it just, it's something that was meant to be real revolutionary, some, it just gets torn apart by everyone trying to pull in different directions for their own agenda, et cetera, and it just sucks, but hopefully it, that doesn't happen. Well, for you personally, as you're putting everything behind you, behind you, what direction are you pointing yourself in now for the next six months or six years from now? Uh, technically, um, I kind of didn't really ever visualize myself past uh, past 40 wrestling, but that's just me. There's nothing like that's just me, though. You know, uh, who knows? Maybe I will be. <laughs> I can't predict the future, but at least but 40 I never would really... be 25 years of wrestling. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never visualized that for myself, but who knows? But uh, so I would say um, that I have, I'm going to turn to degree this month. So I guess I would say roughly uh, estimate of seven years. And like I said, like I'd mentioned before, again, at this point I'm, I'm done. Like I'm not done, but like, uh, if I don't get in those set, what's left of my, of what I feel was left of my career. Uh, if I don't achieve that wealth that I, you know, that success, that wealth, that, uh, that I felt that I feel I deserved. then then again, I'm just, I'm, I'm in that mode of like, regardless, I want to try to give every ounce of, of, or every bit of me towards creating those changes that I, I hope to see in women's wrestling um, in every shape, in every way. Um, and I'll be, and I'll be doing that through the opportunities that I get in the Indies. I think, thank, uh, thank God, regardless of all the negativity and all the sabotage, all the blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, I'm shine champion. Uh, I plan to do as much, give as much as I can continue because I've technically been there for so long, um, to continue to give in that way as much as possible with the time I have left. Also with ladies night out, like all these all women, wrestling companies um now with SWE uh every chance every chance every opportunity that comes where I can make an impact in 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 any way whether it be helping out whoever like for an example like last uh this weekend um I was my first title defense with SWE um with Maddie Brankowski like then what her if she like to pick my brain or give her as much advice as I possibly can in and out of the ring and like things like that every way shape or form to completely and utterly give myself entirely uh to to just you know help then once I'm done that's my legacy that and yeah. and I'll be able to feel like okay that was that's my my that's my legacy I can look yeah. back and that be happy you know yeah it it seems like there's a a lot of frustration about what happened earlier this year with AEW. And I'm curious, do you put some of the blame on that on yourself? Do you look back and go, man, if I had done this differently, I might still be there. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have that perspective. Like to me in my mind, I, I'm actually like, I, I don't like the blame of who is like irrelevant. Like to me in my mind, because it's business, like the way I always view things is like, okay, communication is 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 the solution to everything or anything like that's i feel like that was the most disappointing part of all because i'm the type that arguments can have anything can happen and at the end of the day i know in my mind that it's just a matter of a misunderstanding misunderstanding from two individuals or three or four or whatever it's just a misunderstanding and the only way to move forward from that uh um, from all parties involved is to, is to talk and if you don't talk then nothing gets resolved nothing you know so I that to me was the most disappointing part of it that I didn't get to because again in any business like any business transaction, like if you and me are doing business right now yeah. and something just kind of went south then eventually we have to sit down talk try to figure out where we went wrong and then find a way to mutually agree something that's comfortable for both of us to keep moving forward that's just business one-on-one you know mutually respectful like you know but that was just the most disappointing part that that didn't happen and there was a lot of reasons why that didn't happen or whatever hopefully it gets to happen eventually uh but um 
to me, that's how I view it. Uh, it's just a, a matter of resolving the misunderstanding somehow, some way. To, to finally have a chance to sit down and have a dialogue about it. Yeah. And Which... and I and, and I and not not with not with TR <laughs> because that's not the you know I was employed as I wasn't employed by TR I was employed by you know AEW like sure. that's where the the that's the where the business is at that's where the the you know the commitment the you know the most important aspect of that of that mutual commitment yeah is this a personal issue with thunder rosa or is this just a business disagreement uh it's a culmination of a lot of things from her part uh in the past it all started in the past and the underground um this literally the exact same thing uh that happened in the match happened in lucha underground i thought that was learned because when we we encountered again in the Indies um, because in Lucha Underground, it was Cobra Moon in, um, in the Indies. It was uh, like as herself that in that match, she didn't do any of that. So I was like, okay. So I, I thought in my mind, okay, well, uh, there were a lot of other things outside. Of, no, no, Ellie. <laughs> come it's here, a come cameo here. from your dog. Sorry, yeah. He's like, come on. He's like wondering what's happened to me. Sorry. Uh, but like, outside, <laughs> sorry, uh, outside of that, because I'm the type that when it comes to anything personal outside, you just let it go. But once yeah. you're in the ring, you're in the ring. All of yeah. that needs to completely and utterly disappear. And you just focus and do what works for the match, period. No ifs and buts. Yeah. Um, but uh, outside of that, after that Lucha Underground incident in the ring, um, Outside of that, throughout the years, I heard a lot of things. And that's the thing. People think that because I stay quiet and I don't care about drama and I don't care about negativity, I just keep working, working, working. People think that I don't hear things and nothing comes to me, that nothing like, you know. But, like, I heard a lot of things. But in my mind, it's like, well, we're not working, so I don't need to worry about it. You know, ignore. I ignore negativity. Um, but then that match happened outside, and I didn't feel like it It happened again, like the same thing in, in Lucha Underground in the match. I was like, okay, so maybe maybe she did learn like from and and it didn't uh and it's just like an outside the ring thing so i was like okay cool whatever i don't but then it becomes and never in my wildest dreams never in my wildest dreams would i ever think that that would happen um and it did <laughs> but uh, i think that uh i don't know why it didn't occur to me that maybe because she was champ maybe that gave her a little bit more liquid courage <laughs> as you would say for like to go back to that but that i mean i know i know i don't like to like but like at the end of the day you're still it's still pro wrestling you're still wrestling a veteran number three and you still like it, it that's the only difference but like that you that doesn't mean you get to be unprofessional just because you have a championship like it just i don't know that that was just like but, uh, I, I think there's a I think there's a lot of people that look at that match and I'm sure you've heard it. There's a lot of people that think that you were unprofessional, no selling, you know, some of the stuff that she was doing. I mean, how did you react when you saw that? Of course, of course because and it's just Twitter again. Of yeah. course. And and Twitter for a very long time and this is not even new. It's just they took advantage of that that vulnerable moment to just all these years of pent up uh gunning for me in Twitter for like uh um but again that's the thing i ignore and i feel like maybe that may be something that contributes to pe like growing people's misconceptions or whatever but like i said i don't even have time because i'm always hustling i don't even have time to even like you know try to explain to you why you're wrong about your perception of me you know wrong you know or whatever so um so yeah that it was kind of crazy that was like very crazy how they turned that into me, the bad guy, or me, the professional. Like anyone with a brain looking at the situation that wouldn't allow that to coerce their intelligence, if they would have seen it for themselves, they would say, well, first of all, you don't disrespect a vet by doing any of those things, number one. And number two, I was the signed talent at that time. 
Mm. And you're coming from an outside company. That's number two. Number three, in those, uh, er and, uh, and number three, uh, in the match, again, anyone who's seen and knows what they're watching, they could see the things, uh, for themselves, like how it starts, how it almost kind of like, uh, the whole thing that happened yesterday, uh, in the match with, uh, with Charlotte and, uh, and, uh, and, and Nia. You're talking like, about a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm watching, I was like, what's going on? So I, I watched it as neutral as possible, knowing what I know about pro wrestling. So I could kind of have an idea of what may most probably have happened may most probably have happened i'm not going to comment on what or whatever because that's not the point of why i'm trying to like grab that but like my point is that as a professional or as a knowledgeable uh person of pro wrestling i can look at that in a neutral way and have kind of have an understanding of what may have probably happened more accurately um but uh yeah that's kind of why it was so uh baffling to me um but again it's it's twitter it's and 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 i knew that a lot massive chunk of of that uh group that was doing that online was part i uh, was just take just simply taking advantage of a vulnerable moment so what we're seeing in that match is a bunch of frustration is what you're saying. This is the build yeah, up of like a that, lot of frustration. That precise moment that people keep yeah. like fixating on was like the culmination of like, like my brain stopped working for like three seconds because I couldn't believe what was happening. Hmm. I literally, it was literally like I did that and I looked at my partner because I couldn't believe what was actually happening. And at that precise moment, I was even telling, this is something actually like, I was even uh, talking about this um, recently, like, Leading up to that match, I was so exhausted, like mentally, because again, like the whole thing about like the fire, like for the tournament, like one of the matches, I think it was the first, like I had, because of the fire, like, um, I, my gear was ruined. So, uh, I had forgotten gear so that when I got there, I had to actually buy with the very little money I had left because the, the insurance like was screaming me over because it was a pandemic and everything was a mess. Like I had to buy gear out of nowhere to wear for, for, for the tournament. Like I was like, at like I had lost everything and, and I did that. And then again, like I had said, it was just a nonstop from losing everything from, uh, going from hotel to hotel, to hotel, to hotel with a puppy with this and that, and like just driving back and forth and like finding a way like, uh, and it was like a constant, like week, 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 week. So then that, that night was, that was it. That was like, okay, whoo, finally I get to like just kind of mentally breathe and process. And then I don't know where they're like, hey, so tomorrow you're wrestling so-and-so. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I have the mental stamina to, to go through that right now. But I was like, okay, but okay. All right. Whatever life you got in the tank, you got to do this. You got to pull yourself together and give the people what they want. Especially that was a big motivator for me to pull whatever I had out and like get this done because when they announced it, everyone went crazy, everyone was excited, everyone was excited. So I was like, all right, push everything personal aside, even with this person and just execute as much as you can. But when the day came, she didn't even want to do anything. Like I was the one who was pushing for this match to be amazing, like how everything, how everyone was wanting and everyone was expecting everything like that. Of course, I don't mention that, of course, because I don't like to add to negativity, but people feel it's okay to like go crazy and try to make me the bad guy. But um, even something is that, even something like that is that started with the disrespect, you know, basically say, oh yeah, I don't want to do anything. Right. What? No, we're going to have this match be awesome. Uh, so, um, and there's just other things like more and more and more, but in my mind, all that I had in my mind is like, it's the last thing. Come on. Let's get it done. Just get it done. Knock it out of the park any way possible, any way possible. And even in the beginning of the match, when, because uh, it was the thing about the slap, right? I guess that was like the thing that set the tone for everybody. Like, oh my God, something's going on here. That, we went over that a million thousand times. A million thousand times. 
he knew it was part of the match, right? Uh, then, uh, so right, so after I do it, after she forgets what comes after, and but I had no choice but to nudge her face. Then that's when the shoot, I felt the shoot stuff and the whole. I've trained MMA as well, so you can't prove that on me. Number one, again, it's disrespectful because I'm vet. Number two, <laughs> I'm the last one you want to try to do that with. Please, come on. Um, but uh, I just didn't want to allow that neg negative or unprofessional side. All I was focusing on is to not allow that to uh, for for me to be pulled into that. And I felt like it. it she tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And then uh, I feel like I did a pretty okay job in not allowing her to pull me into that unprofessionalism or negativity or whatever, because um, I did not I did not re retaliate. Um, more importantly, I was already signed, so why would I even do that? But that's the crazy part on how it all I did everything possible to not be pulled into that negative way, uh, but so, but I was but somehow I was made into the into the bad guy. So. Um, there's really nothing that can be done about that. That is pretty much ancient history now. But um, I feel like that would be a definite, total different uh, issue aside from uh, the bigger issue for me, which is um, the misunderstanding in terms of clearly you, clearly you weren't understanding what what type of tool or asset. I was to you as a female veteran and not just me, but the other, because not long after I was let go, I see that happen with another veteran that was there, like with another girl. I don't know. They didn't make that big, big of a deal with that match, but it happened again shortly after I left. And even like while I was there, she, she pulled another thing after the match with a, a Diamante where she hurt her jaw. Nobody talked about that. Nobody made a big deal about that. Nobody, nothing. So it's like, it was, it's clearly, a problem beyond just that one person. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you think that there's, like, something you need to do to, like, repair your reputation? Because people online definitely feel a certain way about you. Yeah, and um, honestly, uh, as as always, um, I feel like the only way that I could uh, handle that, um, kind of like how I've always handled it, but I've tried to be very careful from uh when when that happened. Um, like I said, uh, I haven't, I didn't do many interviews, number one, for myself because of the healing process that I was doing for myself from the trauma, uh, but also also to not give them ammunition. Um, but I feel like it's almost, there will all, like no matter what I do or don't do, 
whoever wants to do that is gonna do that regardless. So I can't control them. I can only control me. Um, so that's why in my mind is I'm not gonna act like they don't exist. So I will be careful a little bit to a degree to not give them ammunition. Um, but at the same time, uh, like not allow them to impact what my goals are, what I stand for, what my purpose is, um, and and you know just who I am in general and what I want to contribute to women's wrestling. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing and what I'm doing and what I plan to keep doing um, to continue and utterly be myself and continue to stand for what I've always stood for to keep fighting for it, um, regardless of of that. So what's next? I mean, what, what, where do you point? What direction do you point yourself in now? Um, well, obviously, I, I just got to keep making as much. Uh, I, I have the indies. That's the floor that I've had when, I, uh, when I, I'm not in major companies. I'm, I'm in the indies. So that's pretty much like how it is for, for anybody. Um, just continue to do as much as possible in the indies. Um, uh, like the the biggest component to why I haven't been uh in in major company like long enough to create meaningful impact again is because I I refuse to, to succumb to politics and every all the negativity that comes with it um so I'm okay just doing that in the indies and as much as possible uh that way I don't get uh <laughs> driven insane um you know while I'm over here you know, trying to give myself to a good cause. And that is to do whatever possible to improve anything and everything regarding women's wrestling. Well, if you said, you know, you didn't ever envision yourself wrestling after 40, <laughs> what does life look like after that? Do you think about life after wrestling? Like my body does not like it <laughs> right now. Uh, well, yeah. Wrestling well, is not I mean. a natural thing for any human to be doing. Uh, exactly. Uh, and yeah, my body, my body has complained quite a quite a few times, <laughs> and it still is. But I, again, I've I'm, I've been entirely committed to everything surrounding this. Um, so I've been very committed to try to stay as healthy as possible as possible as well, and even including like I I will uh, I I've adjusted my my wrestling style as well for that as well, um, and stuff like that. So like um. I'm just well, so what's to... what's after wrestling? Have you thought about that? I, I, yes, no. I mean, I have, but uh, but remember, like it, it it's changed so many times throughout my life because again, I I, I hit rock rock bottom and lose everything. I've lost it a bunch of times and have to restart over again from ground up so many times that I've had to adjust that as well. Like in a realistic sense, I mean, sure. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm still in that process of creating that realistic uh, future <laughs> of what now. So um, I'm still I'm still coming out of a uh, out of that bottom. I'm um, trying to you know create that that reality future there um, of what is outside of wrestling. But it definitely still like I'm not I'm never gonna like completely and utterly walk away and be away. Like it's I can't like this is like. I can't say it's all I know, but it's mostly what I know. So well, it's what you're great at. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like, I will still, even after I, I stop wrestling or whatever, I still would want to continue helping female uh, or women's wrestling somehow, some way, whether it be training, whether it be mentoring, whether it be anything, even if I don't get anything out of it, whatever. Like I know for a fact that that's uh, always a uh, part of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thank God um, I have a foundation now uh, with, you know, ha uh, being the face of uh, a couple of women's division of uh, women's companies, indie, independent wrestling. But still, it's still still impactful. It's still influential. And I just want to keep uh, just contributing in every way, you know, towards the female talent and also, you know, performances and things like that, uh, just in every way. Hmm. What do you think has been the biggest thing that's helped you? get through what you've been going through this year? Um, I would say a lot. Uh, honestly, sometimes I struggle to answer that question for myself. I'm not going to lie. Cause again, I'm a human being like everybody else. Um, but, um, 
like I said, a big part of that falls under uh, just wanting to see those changes for women's wrestling. Like, that's the first thing that ever motivated me to hmm. uh, actually make that commitment to get into professional wrestling was, you know, back in the beginning when I saw Lita and Trish main event for Raw. And I'm like, whoa, I want to. I want to keep seeing those, all those changes happen all the way, you know, to like where it's not, not equal in the sense, like just equal in the sense of like the, the, the respect that they get for the work they put in. Um, yeah. That's the equal part that I say to get the credibility and respect that comes with the, the work you put in um, regardless of gender. Um, so that is a main, a massive motivated for me and uh, in a personal sense um, I don't know because like you said earlier uh, wrestling has been as much of an escape for me Uh, sometimes I realize that and then I forget but like it kind of was a little bit of a it almost sounds like wrestling is both the cause and also escape from all of your problems yeah Yeah. um like it causes a lot of issues and then it's also the escape from those issues what it's also yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's an escape it's an escape from my personal sure it's like this Uh, double-edged sword yeah but um which is why sometimes it 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 or i mean sometimes would be like at that time where it felt completely hopeless because if I can't go either way for an escape, then that's when like, I felt I was going to lose my mind. But, um, thank God too, a big factor as well, uh, which I would say would be the third major factor too, is throughout all my life. I've tried to, uh, educate myself a lot in psychology and things that are self, uh, like self help stuff or managing, traumatic experiences, et cetera, and stuff like that. And of course, absolutely no one is perfect. Of course. But um, I've tried as much as possible to, uh, <clears throat> with the, the best intent for myself and for others, to uh, use as many psycho, uh, psychology techniques as possible for myself, for my own sanity, for my own, you know, pushing forward for everything. And sometimes even to try to help others as well. But there's a lot about me as a person that nobody like knows. Yeah, I feel um, like we don't. I don't know if we really know you, the person. Yeah. We know no. you, the character. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you are you kayfabing us all the time? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I feel like that's a major thing, or I feel like that's a major reason too why people take the easy route to just uh think oh that's Ivelisse the character I, like 99.9% of the time what I present to the world is Ivelisse La Sicaria it's not me Ivelisse Velez I guess the most human part that I've shown the world lately is Aries my dog uh that's like been like the first step towards showing my who Ivelisse is really as a person and like it was really hard and that's actually like something I worked very hard at when I was in AEW um which like to open up myself like that as well that was the first time ever in my career and in my life that i felt that i was actually uh beginning to open up as a person um was in aew and that's why i guess was another reason why it hurt bad because like that was another uh part as well because i like trusted myself enough to open up but then that it almost felt like all for nothing as well like a lot of it felt all for a lot at that moment a lot felt all for nothing but all i had to do was apply everything that i've like you know uh studied and everything like it was hard but to apply all the psychological techniques and and everything um to change my perspective once that perspective changes then it's just a lot easier to move forward in a better uh in a better light. Well, it sounds like you're in a better headspace now than you might've been three or four months ago. Yes. Which is, which is exactly why we're having this conversation right now. Yes. <laughs> do you have like, what goals do you have for yourself as we close out the year? Um, hopefully I can add 
a little bit more to that gold mine collection I got. <laughs> That's uh, in a in a career sense, I would say, because um, I have no idea what's gonna happen in a in in a major company career sense. Uh, so that's why I just got to keep focusing with the cars I have dealt with what I, what I've done my whole life. So the cars I have dealt right now is in Indy. So I'm just going to, again, continue to try and strive to, uh, keep pushing forward with that is, is wherever the limits are. Uh, and, um, hopefully next year, uh, there'll be better payoffs. Well, you've been in major companies, like you mentioned, do you think the door is still open at any of these? I mean, I guess, you know, in pro wrestling, you can never say never. I mean, it's kind of like when I hear someone say they're retiring, I'm like, no, you're not. No one <laughs> retires in wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why you, I guess you can never say never in wrestling. But um, my uh, my 1,000% focus outside of, of you know, pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, is to stay as healthy as I possibly can mentally and emotionally so that whenever uh, something does come along, I am ready for it. What is one thing about Ivalice, <clears throat> the person, not the wrestler, that we don't know? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. You're like, there's so many. Which one should I tell yeah, them? I you, that, <laughs> yeah, there's too much to pull from. So maybe. Maybe be specific. Then I that could maybe Well, I help. think, I mean, I've met you many times. I think you're a lot sweeter in person than anyone gives you credit for. Exactly. You I are. Do hear that. <laughs> you are. And I feel like, you know, maybe there's like this pent up frustration, like you're fighting this battle all the time. But when you strip that all away, you are very nice and sweet. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's one. Or maybe like, maybe unclench your fists sometimes, you know? No, but like uh, a lot of the, that since, since that's what you uh, touched on, I'll, I'll touch on that on sure. my feedback from that. Um, all of it has to do with a person's demeanor towards me. You've always been nice, respectful. I've never felt anything negative from you whatsoever. So that automatically, like what, what reason do I have to be like, you know, uh, negative or anything towards yeah. you. I don't. Um, but um, obviously, if someone in front of me has the audacity to belittle me or disrespect me or whatever, then obviously they're not going to see the sweet side no more. So yeah. that's just it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's really no more to it. Or, and not just me, but like, I'm very like protective. I, I mean, obviously if I'm very self-protective, then obviously I will be very protective with people I care about. So I also do that with people I care about as well. If someone does something like bad to someone I care about, I'm going to defend them as well. So it's like, there's no more two, those two components about me. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm, I put it out into the world so that everybody knows. Even Thank you. Is, Thank is you very much. And nice. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else that you want to add in? Uh, well, oh yeah, Maybe. shine. Uh, this we month mentioned a little bit, but yeah, please. Yeah, uh, this month, then uh, this September. Actually, it's not even. September It'll be September yet. when this comes out. When this comes out, okay. Uh, so September. Not only is it my birthday month. Happy early birthday. birthday. <laughs> but it's also, uh, yeah, it's also the month that I turned 18 years of pro wrestling and in, um, and it's September 19th is shine, uh, uh, sign 68, 68, I believe. Uh, and I will be wrestling Allison K in a steel cage match. Um, uh, and for the, for the shine women's championship and I think that uh, October is when I have, I'm not sure if it'll be the last shot, but um, it'll be another shot, maybe the last shot, but another shot to maybe possibly add to the collection, mm. uh, <laughs> to the gold mine. I ca- I'm calling it the gold mine. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. Let's see how, how I can close uh, uh, 2021 despite all the sabotage, et cetera, and things like that. I hope that this inspires other people as well to know that even when you're having a lot of 
adversity to push through and you can still finish strong um regardless of of whatever person whether it be internal or external uh yeah. to be able to push through well, you are not the things that happen to you. I think that's so important for everybody to realize. You are not the things that happen to you. And you can control only how you want to react to the things that are happening around you. You have no control over what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> I end every interview talking about gratitude. You see it behind me here. Be great. Be grateful. What are three things in your life that you are grateful for right now? And this is something that I've been saying and repeating almost every day since, uh, like throughout the entire year, I'm grateful for life. Number one. And there's also a very massive reason why I say that. Um, so I feel like I cannot stress enough of the importance of that first one that people take for granted so much. Uh, so number one, grateful for life, Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people get, that taken away from them. Um, and a lot of people think there's no, uh, solution to their problems and, and they think that taking that will, will just end it or end the pain. So number one, grateful for life. I'm grateful for health. Number two, without health, I can't do anything. And that's mental or, or, uh, physical Mm -hmm. without that. We can't do anything. And number three, uh, I'm going to say, and these are things that are outside of me, um, now looking outside of me, I'm, I'm very grateful for the support that I didn't even know existed that has been coming out uh, throughout all this madness that's happened. Uh, the support that has come out from other people, uh, like, you know, whether it be promoters or other wrestlers or anything like that, uh, that I didn't even know existed. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful for that. And like, just even you, like, you know, mentioning, Hey, that's a lie. She's actually really awesome. She's never given me any, any grief or anything like that. Like just, uh, that was so helpful. Um, uh, and, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, for those, I I really think that there's a lot of things about you that might be misunderstood, you know, and everybody has their own opinions of everybody, but I just think there's a lot of things that might be misunderstood. Yeah. And I feel like, regardless like uh of anything like even if i perceive something from somebody else like that does not give me a right to disrespect them to put them down etc like that's just your opinion that's just your perspective there's a thousand different perspectives given whatever information they have etc and yeah. even if so let's say if your perception of whatever you're seeing from somebody or from a situation maybe it is correct still you have no right to demean disrespect etc or try to you know go on a rampage and trying to uh tear their name down etc or whatever or ridicule them or whatever anything like that there's no right you have no right to do that to absolutely anybody much less people you don't know you don't know in full situations of or anything like that you just do not have the right to do any of that um is also my opinion as well and also maybe it was a misunderstanding of perceptions of, of multiple people. So like that doesn't help, uh, you know, when people go on a, on a, on a rampage, it, it doesn't help the situation or, or the people involved to be able to, to, uh, to, um, to explore how that was a misunderstanding, just a misunderstanding. It just, probably they did perceive things incorrectly it ended up in a in a in a problem a negative thing that happened but it still was a misunderstanding the intent may not have even been there so right. it just it just sucks i'm a i'm a big believer of, of oh it's just a misunderstanding even people who have disrespected me in a way like in my face yelling uh uh thing I, like i have gone through like crazy things and even that, I'll be like, I, I'm still open to hearing if that person, like, what caused this to find the solution to the problem? What caused that? Why did, why did that happen? Find a way to talk. Find a, the whole point and goal is to find a way to move away from that to make sure it doesn't happen again. Period. That's yeah. it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, to find a way to make sure it doesn't happen again. Period. That's it. Well, look, That's- I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to what's next for you. All this is behind us. All this is behind us. So I'm excited to see what's next for you. Yes, I'm excited too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Well, there we go. Ivelisse really hasn't done a lot of interviews this year, so a big, big thank you to her for opening up to us in this one. And thank you to you for opening up your ear holes to this conversation. Take a screenshot, share it on social media so we know that you're on this ride with us. Tag us so we can share it as well. Ivelisse is at Ivelisse Velez on Instagram. On Twitter, she's at Real Ivelisse. And you can find me, it's just my name, at Chris Van Vliet. And please take a second to subscribe and also rate and review the show if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts. I know you've heard me talk about it a lot, yet reviews are super duper important. And yes, I just said super duper. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you haven't left a review yet, please take a few seconds today, leave a few words or a few emojis on there. It would be so incredibly, greatly appreciated. I'll leave you with this from George Washington Carver. What a quote this is. When you do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. Woo! It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com